And it's that time of week where we love to talk travel. And we do it for our sponsor, Travel on King. And Sally Lucas joining us. Hello. Hello. How are you? Long time no see. And Well, it is. But <laughs> the US of A, what a great subject for today's program. Exactly. And we haven't talked about the USA for a while, but I mean, it is a wonderful land full of interesting, interesting places when you think about the national parks alone that they have there and how a lot of them are so vastly different, you know, from petrified forests to, to lush forests to, you know, the statues of the presidents and, you know, you could go on. I mean, Wyoming, Grand Teton National Park, the Grand Canyon National Park, all those areas which are well-known, Yellowstone, of course, which is famous for its spouting, and Yogi Bear, of course, um, <laughs> if he does really exist. So, yes, you've got wonderful national parks. And the first national park to be gazetted, I guess is the right, or signed into law, was done by Ulysses Grant, the president, in 1872, and that was Yellowstone. And um, eventually then Sequoia and Yosemite in 1890. So interesting parks and a, a huge country. I mean, its population is about 319 million and we don't often think about that. We've only got 23 or thereabouts, which is sort of almost the region of Los Angeles, not quite, but I think L.A. and its regions are about 17 million. And um, the area of the United States is at least as big as Australia's area too. Exactly, so, and people forget. So, so it, you can't do it all in one hit. It's like when you say you go to Europe and you can't do all of Europe in one hit. You can't do all of America either, unless you, you're like a, a backpacker or someone on extended time or you're motorhoming it taking your time but certainly you can cover some of the salient points and areas depending on what your interests are because it does cover all interests you know whether it be coastal with California Huntington Beach Venice Beach you know you've got LA with its you know wonderful stars Walk of Fame Gorman's Chinese Theatre the Hollywood Homes Rodeo Drive which for the ladies is great for shopping then you've accessibility down of course to Anaheim to do Disneyland then a bit further down you can go to San Diego which has got the wonderful Marine World Park down there Inland, of course, you've got Vegas, which, of course, is an incredible city in itself. Um, and not too far from the coast? Not really. I mean, you can drive there if you so desire. And actually, along the way, there's some great second stores for the ladies as well where you can get some wonderful bargains. There's a theme here, Sally. There's a theme here. Well, you know, it's quite inexpensive to buy clothes in America. Um, even though our dollar isn't great at the moment, I'm still sure you'd find yourself a bargain. And, of course, Vegas, you've got your shows, you've got your entertainment. I mean, you can just walk down the main drag and just listen to people or watch people watch, even if you're not into gambling or, you you know, but there's still plenty to see and do. There's fountains, you know, working. There's all sorts of things outside the hotels happening. And then, of course, you've got that proximity to the Grand Canyon, which to me, if you are going to Las Vegas, you cannot not go to the Grand Canyon. I mean, it, to me, it, it is a wonder of the world, and it's something I've seen a couple of times, quite fortunately, once when it was snowing, which was remarkable, and once when it wasn't. So, And there's so many different ways you can go in there. Going in by road, again, unless you're on a touring holiday yourself, I wouldn't recommend because it's such a long day. It's a good four and a half hours in and back out. So you're really not going to get quality time there. Flying is the best option, really, um, whether it be fixed wing or helicopter. Go early in the morning if it's at a warm time of the year because you get the hot air rising from the, gra- from the bottom of the Grand Canyon, which can make for a very bumpy experience if you're not used to flying in small planes. So 
earlier the better. If you can get up and get away by 6 o'clock or something, be in the air by 7, that's, that's a great option. And you can just do an air-only tour. You can do a combined fixed wing to get there, then a helicopter which will take you down into the depths of the canyon, or you can just do a tour of one of the rims of the canyon. The south rim is the most accessible, but the west rim, which is um, where they built that wonderful cantilevered glass U-shaped structure, if you're game enough to walk right out and look down, and that's taking you right over the canyon, which is remarkable in itself. The colours change all the time with the light, the sun, the different seasons, so it doesn't matter when you go, it's a wonderful experience. Um, moving on from there, then of course you can move into the centre of America, where you've got New Orleans right down to the south, Memphis, of course, the, the home of Graceland's Elvis, and not just Elvis, but famous people recorded at Sun Studios there, you know, lots of famous artists and you can do a tour of this tiny little studio which is only a few rooms and stand where Elvis stood and the mic he sang it and recorded his first song and of course you can do Graceland's and you can go down to Tupelo which is where he was born and see the small house where he, he grew up and you can do a VIP tour of Graceland's which is you do the main home but the VIP then lets you go and walk in through his two jets one was named Lisa Marie and the other one, I can't think of the name of the other one, but doesn't matter. A significant Too, name anyway. Anyway, and his collection of cars and other memorabilia, which is across the road. So it's quite an incredible thing to do and walk down Beale Street, which is where, you know, again, all buskers and singers. And it's just a heart of all that. And then Nashville with the Grand Old Opry, of course, you've got wonderful memories there that you can experience also. So we're moving there. We're getting there. We'll get across to the East Coast shortly. This is Talking Travel on 2NURFM and it's 20 past one for our sponsor Travel on King. Sally Lucas is with us and delighting us with the United States and some of its highlights. And uh, there's a highlight of Memphis, Sally, that we've got to go back to. Oh, Memphis we definitely for. do. This sounds absolutely gorgeous. It's called the Peabody Ducks. Now, the Peabody Hotel is a luxury hotel in downtown Memphis and it's known for the ducks that live on the hotel rooftop and they make a daily trek to the lobby. And this dates back to a custom from the 1930s um, when they had ducks there. I don't know why they originally had ducks, but they had um, duck decoys. That's what it was in the hotel fountain. And then the guests loved the idea. And then since then, they got real ducks. So isn't that funny? So what they do is they, they come down every day. They, they were taught a former circus animal trainer, taught the ducks, the duck master they call him, <laughs> taught the ducks how to march into the hotel lobby and that fa- started that famous march in 1940. So every day at 11am, the Peabody ducks are escorted from their penthouse home on the plantation roof to the lobby via elevator and then they're accompanied by the King Cotton March, which is a march they march to, then proceed across the red carpet Goodness. to the hotel fountain, which is made of a solid block of Italian travertine marble. And they ceremoniously are led back to their penthouse at five o'clock in the afternoon and they just play around in the fountain all day. <laughs> How nice for them. <laughs> their own swimming pool. Exactly. Now, the other thing you might want to do while you're there is the National. National Civil Rights Museum is a complex of museums and historic buildings which uh, exhibits and traces the history of the civil rights movement in the United States from the 17th century to present time. And it's built around the former Lorraine Motel where the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated on the 4th of April 1968. Um, It was closed for a while but it reopened last year after Reno's that increased the number of multimedia and interactive exhibits they have there which is numerous short movies and other things they've been able to obtain. Um, So the museum was 
the rather the Lorraine Motel, which is where he was assassinated, has been bought by the Tennessee State Museum, and it's leased long term to the Lorraine Civil Rights Museum. So that might be something you might be interested in doing also whilst you're in Memphis. And of course, you've got to remember that also in that area you've got the Mississippi River, which is the fourth longest river in the world, and you can do some wonderful cruises along that river as well if you're looking for something different to do. New York, well, you know, everyone, New York, New York, you know, the Big Apple, everything else you want to call it. I mean, I think it's one of those cities that a lot of people love. It's vibrant. It's very different. It's got all its little different neighbourhoods, which are fascinating as well, that you can go and visit. Um, you've got Radio City there, which again is famous, of course. Um, and it's really interesting when you start reading about uh, Radio City and how it was designed. It was a sort of a dream between John Rockefeller and he bought all that land and back in 1929 and got a 20 or a lease it was in and he wanted to build um, these wonderful properties that were even though they were in a bit of a recession to try and give people something to look forward to and him together with another empresario decided to um, with RCA decided to build this wonderful structure and it's if they say still that if you pass through the lobby and enter the grand foyer that it's just one of the most amazing elegant auditoriums in the world and is an over its elegance you know it, it glitz it's everything and he designed the designer more than 30 separate spaces in it including eight lounges and smoking rooms each with their own motive um, he did all sorts of you know tributes to other people in art science and industry and everything was there like he did engage artists to create murals wall coverings sculpture special drapes carpets it's got the biggest gold curtain in the world that goes up and down which is just remarkable in itself so it is quite a a structure and it is still the largest auditorium of its kind in the world so you might want to go there and you can do a tour of that as well and the Rockettes there's always been a group called the Rockettes at Rock City many famous artists have have, um, played there and still do and they still often have not as much as now the premiere film so much but certainly musical artists. So that's something you might want to do in New York. Also, you might want to visit Strawberry Fields Memorial, which of course was the memorial to John Lennon after he was assassinated outside the Dakota building on his 40, what would have been his 45th birthday on October 9, 1985. And the Dakota building is right opposite the park where you can go and visit this memorial, which is apparently quite lovely. And there's a lovely mosaic in the style of a Portuguese pavement and lovely woodlands and gardens all around it. So if, if you're sort of interested in the life of John Lennon, then you might like to go and do that. And there's a guy, one of the best known visits was a guy called Gary Dos Santos, who was a fan of the Beatles, and he's called the Mayor of Strawberry Fields. And he decorated the memorial on circles of different flowers and objects, and he spends a lot of time looking after that, mm. which is interesting too. Um, Times Square, of course, enough said about Times Square, you've just got to go there and have a buzz and go to a show on Broadway or whatever. Empire State Building, you've got to do that. Statue of Liberty, you've got to do that. Staten Island, I mean there's so much now with the Statue of Liberty you don't have to go right up into the crown but if you do, be reminded it's 354 steps in a cramped enclosed space with high temperatures, there's not much air Mm. Um, and they're only about 48 centimetres wide and a shallow taper at one end so they were saying that you must be able to climb up and down 354 steps unassisted. So anyone with any health issues, high blood pressure, claustrophobia, etc., shouldn't do it. Think about it first. Think about it first. You can also visit RCA, uh, not RCA, um, Wall Street as well, which is an interesting thing. It's about a bit over a kilometre. It runs eight blocks. And, of course, it's 
famous as we all know as the New York Stock Exchange, NASDAQ, the Board of Trade, etc. So there's a lot of things you can do in and around New York. As I said, visiting just the neighbourhoods in itself, again, shopping, you know, you, going up further into, into Manhattan, etc. You know, you've got a lot to do and see in New York. And look, we haven't covered even half of it, Jane, but mm-hmm. I mean, America or the United States of America, we want to call it that, is a huge country with a lot of varied things on offer. So you've got something for everybody really there particularly for the outdoors, if people are really wanting the outdoors, there's so much to do, wine tastings in California, we could go on. You know, there's, there's lots to do to cover all tastes. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thanks, Jane. And we'll be talking travel again next Friday after the 1 o'clock news on 2NURFM.